Hey, architecture firm owners and emerging leaders, get ready for unparalleled insight into the development of a world-class architecture firm and a worldwide organization driving the digital transformation of the design and construction industry with Build Smart, the podcast that's changing how our profession operates. We share the incredible stories behind innovation in the building industry with my friend and co-host, Patrick McLaney, FAIA, former CEO of the international architecture firm, HOK. You know, Yamasaki's office or firm lasted during his lifetime. And when he passed away, I think that was the end of the Yamasaki office. Helmut did not want that. He wanted a firm that would live out and grow beyond the founders. In season one, discover the untold stories behind HOK's meteoric rise, from 150 employees in St. Louis to a powerhouse with over 1,900 staff members and 27 offices worldwide. You know, they weren't as polite as the Kojima people. That was just boom. And anytime you have a creditor, whether it's Kojima or the bank, that wants their money, unless you can raise money someplace else, you are out of business. Bankrupt. Bankrupt. And hold on tight for season two, where Patrick takes us on a new adventure as chairman of Building Smart International, shaping the future of digital transformation in the design, construction, and operation of built assets. Ian Howell, Ken Harold, and I, Ken was my technical representative from HOK. The three of us took a tour of Europe of five cities in five days. Very busy time. Simply follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Build Smart Now and uncover lessons that will transform you and your architecture firm. Entrepreneur Architect Podcast, Episode 45. Welcome to the Entrepreneur Architect Podcast. My name is Mark Arlapage, and this is the podcast dedicated to a successful life as a small firm architect. My goal is to inspire you to build a better business so that you may pursue your purpose with passion and live the life of your dreams. My name is Mark Arlapage, and I am a recovering procrastinator. There you go, I said it. It's true. I'm a recovering procrastinator. After 40 plus years, 44 to be exact, I don't think I have much hope of ever finding a cure for this problem we we might all find ourselves in every once in a while. But recently I found some ways that I could hang on to the wagon that I may have fallen off of in the past and, and stay focused on getting things done. With so many things on my plate, I often find myself just paralyzed with overwhelm, and I get nothing done. You know, I fall back on my old habits of soothing time wasters, like clicking the get mail button on my Mac over and over and over again, and checking my email for the next very, very important message. Or I find myself on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or all three at the same time, refreshing it over and over and over again hoping to see that next update pop up. Anything to make myself feel like I'm accomplishing something. You know, you know how I feel. You know, you do the same thing. Anything to keep us from doing the things that really matter, the things that may, may make us some progress and help us find 
our 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 calling and, and take our firms to the next level. And I'm sure all this sounds so familiar to you because I'm sure you find yourself doing the same thing. But I can tell you that I'm getting much, much better at conquering this painful habit of procrastination. And among running my architecture firm, Five Cat Studio, building Entrepreneur Architect as a, as a new platform for small firm architects, launching the academy and, and committing to getting some real sleep at night, I find myself, you know, I find it necessary to, to find effective ways to stay productive during the day. You know, I read books. I read tons of books of all kinds of different books. But I've recently been looking for books on habits and, and how to get things done. I've listened to podcasts like Eric J. Fisher's Beyond the To-Do List. Excellent if you're looking for uh, productivity tips. Eric has a, a great podcast called Beyond the To-Do List. I searched the web high and low to find as much information as possible on the subject of procrastination and how to conquer it. So today, right now, on the Entrepreneur Architect podcast, I'm going to share my 10 tips that I use to conquer my procrastination. So stick with me. This episode of the Entrepreneur Architect podcast is brought to you by... Entrepreneur Architect Academy. Entrepreneur Architect Academy is a community of like-minded entrepreneur architects seeking to take their small firms to greater success. You are the average of the five people with whom you surround yourself, and this is an opportunity to be part of a group of professionals who are determined to take their businesses, their lives, and their leadership to the next level. And the Academy is buzzing with activity. We're having weekly video conferences, and the, the private member forum is already being used to help members help one another. It is so exciting to see the momentum being made. And enrollment for Class 2 is still open, but not for long. It's closing soon, so listen up. We only have four seats remaining as, as I'm recording this. And if you are interested in enrolling with this class, visit entrearchitect.com academy. Before Monday, September 23rd, 2014, that's a little more than a week from now, Class 2 enrollment will close on September 23rd. So if you're thinking about joining this class of Entrepreneur Architect Academy, now is the time. EntreeArchitect.com slash academy. I see the results of conquering procrastination every day. When Anne-Marie and I launched Five Cat Studio back in 1999, we decided to launch, we made the commitment, and we jumped. We just did it. No more procrastination, no more excuses. And today, we see the results of starting early in our careers. We launched that firm, our firm, today's firm, when we were 29 years old. Today, we're 44. The success we see today and the reputation we enjoy today is partly a result of pulling the trigger and starting as early as we could. And I see the same results with the blog over at entrearchitect.com. The number of readers at the blog increase every day. The newsletter as well, about five people join the list to receive the Entrepreneur Architect report every day. So every day, five more people join. Step by step, I see progress. Small victories are leading to major reward. And the Academy too, it's the result of me fighting the urge to procrastinate. Anybody who's been following me for the last two years or so 
know that I've been procrastinating big time on launching the academy. I was afraid that I would fail. You know, that that it would not be what I wanted or what the members would want it to be. So how did I conquer that? I set a date and I announced it to the world. I announced it to the entrepreneur architect community. I committed to doing it and said I was going to do it. I set a date and I did it. And I worked to make that happen. You know, the process to, to get there was simple. Commit, ask others to, to join and support you, and then figure out how to do it. It, it. That's what I did. And slowly, we'll build it to be exactly what the members want it to be, step by step. Again, small victories. So how do I do it? How do I stop myself from procrastinating in order to move forward, to make progress? Well, without any further delay, <laughs> did you hear what I just said there? Delay, no further delay, get it? No, forget it. So without any further delay, let's get into today's topic. Here are the 10 tips I'm using to conquer my procrastination. So let's get into it with number one, write out a plan. A plan, you know, we're architects, we know all about plans. So in order to get anything done, we need to create a plan, right? You know that as well as I. So what does, what does that plan look like? What, is it, what does the end result look like? And, and how are you going to make progress? Just like every design we ever do, you know, you, you, you want to design it out. You want, you want to figure out all the details and, and write it down on paper. And myself as a serial dreamer, I have hundreds of plans in my head all the time. And the plans that make progress are the ones that get written down and developed into a clear step-by-step -step process. Those are the ones that get done. Those are the ones that you can stop procrastinating with and follow the step-by-step -step process to get it done. Only the ones that are written down. The other 99 that I have in my head will never get done until I write it down on a piece of paper and create a plan. So step one is write out a plan. Pretty simple. The so number two, schedule milestones. So once you have a plan, you want to schedule milestones. Progress looks much less daunting when you break things down into smaller, easily attained milestones. You want to set specific dates for each of those milestones. So what do you want to accomplish in your plan? And then when do you want to accomplish it by? You want to hit milestones along the way and make them pretty simple so they're easily attainable. Don't make them too complicated because then you'll be afraid to, 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 to proceed. Uh, you'll par be paralyzed like I was and you won't do anything. So set your milestones, make them pretty simple, and then go work to get them done. Number three, work toward deadlines. We all know that's the only way we as architects get anything done is we work toward a deadline. If we have all the time in the world to do what we want to do, we'll take all the time in the world to get it done, right? So if there's no deadline, we'll just keep working and working and working and trying to make it perfect. When we're designing a house, if, if we design a house and there's no deadline, when do you think we'll get it done? We will never get it done because we will just keep tweaking it and making it better. And so you need to work toward deadlines. The quickest way to not get things done is to never need to get them done. So deadlines on each milestone and base your deadlines on realistic timelines developed in your plan that you set up earlier. So that's one, two, and three. One is to write a plan, schedule milestones, 
and then work toward deadlines. So we're getting things done already, right? So here we go. Number four, turn away from distractions. Oh, turn away from distractions. Turn off the email. You know, about two years ago, I committed to myself. I, 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 I created this thing called a full media blackout. I got so sick and tired of watching television and watching the news and reading the newspaper and listening to these people tell me all of these bad things that are happening in the world. And it was stressing me out. And there was nothing, nothing that I could do about it. And if there's nothing you can do about it, there's no sense in listening to it. So I stopped reading the news. I turned off the television and I tuned away the talk radio stations. You know, if the world ends, I am quite certain that I'll hear about it. I am quite certain that I will get a phone call from somebody who loves me and says, hey, the world's ending. So I'm not too worried about what, what's out there that I'm missing. Because that's usually the argument. Oh, what are you crazy? You're going to turn off the news? You won't know what's going on. Exactly. I don't want to know what's going on because I am focused on the things that matter most. I am focused on the things that are fully within my control, the things that I can make happen and control. Those are the things that I'm turning my time to. The things that are not within my control are simply distractions. Turn away from the distractions and focus on the things that truly matter most. Turn away from distractions. So number five, stop blaming others. Nobody else is going to get it done. You are the only one that's going to get it done. There's nothing stopping you from the progress except you. You are in control of the decisions that you make. And you are in control of the attitude that you choose to adopt to get those things done. So if the excuse is, uh, the guy who's supposed to get the, 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 the information to me hasn't gotten it to me, so I, I can't get my job done. N no excuses. Stop blaming others. If there's information you need that somebody else is not getting it for you, get somebody else to get it for you or go get it yourself. Because if you want to get something, get something done, if this is important to you and you want to get something done and you want to stop procrastinating, stop blaming others. You are the only one who can get things done for you. So stop blaming others. Number five. Number six, birth good habits. I'm... I, a little while ago, I read a book called The Power of Habit and Why We Do What We Do in Life and Business by Charles Duhigg. And it's on my night table right now. I'm going, I'm, I'm going to read it next. The book I'm reading right now is Bird by Bird. Awesome. It's all about writing. The next book on my list is I'm going to reread The Power of Habit uh, by Charles Duhigg. Excellent. And it, and it deconstructs the habit into three parts. A cue, a routine, an award and a, a reward. The cue is what, what sets it off. The routine is the thing that you do over and over again. And at the end, you get a little reward. So you get a, a, a reinforcement that, that, it's a, that it's something that your body likes or your mind likes. And that's what, what, what creates this habit. Every habit has a cue. Every habit has a routine. And every habit has a reward. So once you understand that, you can give birth to your own good habits. And you can get rid of the bad habits because you can recognize the cues and the routines and the rewards. So if you want to, to do something consistently without the pain and frustration of broken resolutions or procrastination, make it a habit 
and watch what happens. Find a cue, find a routine, and give yourself a reward. And that is number six, birth good habits. So number seven is just the opposite. Kill bad habits. So what we've learned from Mr. Duhigg is how we can now, uh, from what we learned, we can now analyze every bad habit standing in the way of our progress. So we can identify the cue, we can identify the routine, and we can identify the reward. The key to making success uh, sustainable change is keeping the cue and the reward and changing the routine. So you understand that? You keep the cue, the thing that, 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 that sets it off, and the reward because the routine is the bad habit. So do you unnecessarily check your email every time at the same day rather than working on those pending construction documents? So identify the cue, what triggers it, might be the time of day, might be every morning as you sit down in your in your chair to get to work, might be the cue sitting down in your chair at your at your studio. And the reward may be that sense of accomplishment of getting that list of emails uh, deleted off your off your screen. So change the routine to maybe completing a simple task on those drawings. So when you sit down instead of checking your email, you sit down and you create uh, a new a new habit, a new routine. Maybe you you uh, work out a detail on the current project that you're working on, and you make a new habit. A new habit is born by changing the routine. Keep the cue, keep the reward, and change the routine, and kill the bad habit. So let's go through it. We're at number seven. Number one, write a plan. Number two, schedule milestones. Number three. Uh, work toward deadlines. Number four, turn away from distractions. Try that full media blackout. It works. I love it. Number five, stop blaming others. Number six, birth good habits. And number seven, kill the bad ones. Kill bad habits. So we're coming down to the uh, to the last three here. Number eight, look beyond yourself. Find some inspiration. Find others who have accomplished what you want to accomplish. Learn everything you can about them and how they made progress. When you know that others have done what you're trying to do, you'll find hope and you'll be inspired. And you too will accomplish your goals. So find uh, a a mentor or find someone who's inspiring you. Find um, an author or a podcast, a podcaster who you like listening to and inspires you and and listen to that all the time and look beyond yourself. Find inspiration. Find others who have accomplished what you have accomplished. That's one of the reasons why the Academy already is becoming successful because it's filled with people who want to take things to the next level. So find somebody who you who who, who has done what you do and 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 then do what they've done. So look beyond yourself. Number nine raise the stakes. You know, in order to launch this podcast, I created something called the 121212 project and talk about procrastination. I tried to make progress on that project for more than 10 years. I had this idea of the entrepreneur architect um, website and podcast for almost 10 years before I actually pulled the, the trigger on it and, and created my 12-12-12 project 
search it on entrearchitect.com 12 12 12 project and you'll read all about it that's how i launched this i raised the stakes i i created this idea of a 12 12 12 project i announced it to the world and the world may have been 25 people at the time who knows but i put it out there and i promised those 25 people or 100 people or whatever it was that I was going to do this, that I was going to rebuild and relaunch EntreeArchitect.com. At the time, it wasn't even EntreeArchitect.com, so I relaunched it as EntreeArchitect.com, and I launched this podcast on December 12th, 2012, 12-12-12. And because I set a date, and such a significant date of tw- as 12-12-12, I had no choice but to succeed. So I raised the stakes. If I failed, if I didn't do what I said I was going to do, I was going to lose all my credibility with you, with people who were, who were waiting for it to happen. I was, I'd, I'd lose credibility with my family and I'd lose credibility with myself that I have set a deadline and I promised that I was going to do something and I didn't do it. It doesn't work that way. If you want to get something done, you need to, to do what you say you're going to do. So if you do all these other things, one through eight, and then number nine, raise the stakes, you take it to the next level. You you get yourself all ready. You do all these things. You kill all these bad habits. You create the plan. And then you go out and you tell the whole world about it before you do it. And then you have no choice but to get it done. So number nine, raise the stakes. And number 10, By far the most important tip I'm going to give you on this podcast episode, number 10, might even be the most difficult step, but believe me, no task has ever been completed without it. Number 10, start. You have to start. And once you get started, it will create momentum. And once you get momentum, you get the feeling of accomplishment and you create new habits and you watch that procrastination melt away. Have you ever done that? Have you ever sat in front of your desk in front of a a project that needed to get done and it hurts so badly because you saw all the work that needed to get done but and you you knew that it wasn't going to possibly get done in the amount of time that you have, but you had to get it done? You had a deadline. Somebody else set a deadline for you. And so you started. And once you got started, you got, you found momentum and it just happened, right? It just kept, the ideas just kept flowing and the work just got done. And when the deadline came, you had enough done to submit it. And you conquered procrastination because you started. So number 10 is by far the most important. You can do all these other things. And if you don't start, you will never accomplish what you want to accomplish. No task has ever been completed without starting. So number 10 is start. So let's go through it one more time really quick. Write out a plan, schedule milestones, work toward deadlines, turn off the distractions, stop blaming others, birth good habits, kill the bad ones, look beyond yourself, raise those stakes. It's an important one and start. 
So I hope that has been useful for you. I hope that inspires you to get your projects done and to stop procrastinating. I know architects are famous for being procrastinators. We are all recovering procrastinators. I wish you the best of luck in accomplishing the goals and the and 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 reaching for the dreams that you have. And if you follow these 10 steps, I promise you, if you follow these 10 steps, the procrastination will go away and you will accomplish what you want to accomplish. If you like this episode, please go to iTunes and leave me a review. And I want to briefly mention something here before I, I sign off here. You know, the guys over at Arca Speak Podcast, last week on their podcast, they threw down the gauntlet and they challenged us to a duel. You know, if you like this podcast, you should go over to arcaspeakpodcast.com and sign up for their podcast uh, show notes and listen to their podcast every two weeks. I love what they're doing there. Really great topics, really great conversation, but they challenged us to a duel. They asked their listeners, which I know many of you are the same listeners, so it's okay. I'll forgive you. They asked their listeners to re- to, to go over to the I- their iTunes and, and leave a review just to stay ahead of the Entrepreneur Architect podcast. So as of this recording, I just checked, the Entrepreneur Architect podcast has 46 reviews, and I thank you for every single one of them. And I just checked the Arca Speak podcast, and guess what? They too have 46 reviews. We're neck and neck here. So let's do this, Entree Nation. Let's move ahead and take the crown. Go to entrearchitect.com slash iTunes or search Entrepreneur Architect on iTunes and leave me a review. I would love to know what you think of the show, and I would love to stay ahead of my friends over at the Arca Speak podcast. So go over there right now and leave me a review. But all joking aside, I truly do appreciate the support you guys have have given me over, over the last couple of years. With everything I do here at the podcast and over at the blog and everything I do, your feedback is the only reason I keep doing what I do. So thank you. Until next time, my name is Mark Arlapage, and I am an entrepreneur architect. Thank you for listening. Have a great week. mentioned it to my family but in terms of telling people like oh yeah we're doing this i'm looking for projects you got anything i'm I'm not there yet because it scares the out of me dreaming of launching your own architecture firm well we'll buckle up for a wild ride with emerging the podcast that shares what it's really like to start an architecture firm where do we begin we don't even know what type of business to formalize as is it an llc is it an llp like how are taxes i mean the list is astronomical season one featured founders jeffrey lexi and chris owners of level studio architecture are your fearless guides on this unfiltered journey 
from napkin sketches to a thriving studio. One evening, stumbled into one last dive, we sat at the bar and pondered our postgraduate futures. Amidst the conversation, a napkin became the canvas for our aspirations, sketching plans and milestones, sealing our heartfelt commitment and shared dreams. In drawing down dreams on a napkin collectively, that (laughs) then, you know, in your head, you've rooted like, oh, I'm connected to these people, like long term. The process of starting an architecture practice brims with excitement and challenges, demanding meticulous planning, flawless execution, and unyielding resilience. I kind of hate the term because it's so overly used, but I think everybody knows imposter syndrome. And I think it's it's so real to this day. I, I, I don't know if it's with everybody, but with me, I'm always questioning like us. Can we do this? Are we ready to do this? Are we prepared? Can we do it? Did we just decide a name? <laughs> I did it, guys. Oh one that God. came out of nowhere. Woo! It came out of nowhere. I liked it. I saw it. Ready to turn your aspirations into reality? Follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Emerging and chart your own path to architectural success. Calling all small firm architects. It's time to tap into your full potential with Entree Architects Context and Clarity where inspiration meets innovation. Hey, it's Mark Arlapage, founder of Entree Architect, and I'm inviting you to join my two favorite co-hosts, Jeff Eccles and Katie Kangas, as they bring together authors, experts, and thought leaders for electric conversations with entrepreneur architects around the globe. It's not just a podcast, it's a community where dreams meet action. There is a simple equation there. And what for me, what that did, just doing that basic calculation was it allowed me to compare what I had actually saved in my retirement accounts to what I thought a possible projected annual spend might be. Artists are temperamental, so beautiful design is going to be a priority. When the job is done, we're going to actually need to live in the house, not live with the person who designed it. <laughs> so for me, the, the artistic skill, the architectural skill is most important. And so I would say like that would be 60% of it, if not more. Gain insights to build a successful practice. Subscribe, engage, and let's redefine your future together. Join the Context and Clarity community, where every conversation adds to your blueprint for success.